Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. I'm glad you're here with us today. With me right now is a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Brandon Scott. He is keto.carnivore.king on Instagram and all over the place. And we're going to get more into that. But first, I just want to say, hey, hey, Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we're finally going to get a chance to to dig into your story and, and see where you've come from. So let's let's not keep anything from the people any longer. We'll get right into it. Tell us, Brandon, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? So, so do you want a long story? Or do you just want a, sh a simple answer? <laughs> uh, I want I want to let you take the time you need to make sure you're understood. All right, cool. So my journey started basically probably in high school. Um, I was always that big, that big kid, you know, like not the big kid, but like the husky kid. Um, uh, I ate standard American diet growing up, you know, just like everybody else did. Uh, so I graduated high school at 275 pounds. Um, I was always around like 250, 275, somewhere in there and um work happened i went into the workforce and worked long hours and just made poor dietary choices and ballooned up to i want to i think it was a little over 300 pounds um and i remember meeting well i've known my wife for a long time since sixth grade but anyway i had seen her a couple years after high school and i saw her at a starbucks one night she gave me a hug you know i was heavy set then too and I was like, man, I got to do something about this because I'm going to go after her, you know, like. So anyway, I lost 100 pounds in six months. Um, long story short, her and I ended up getting together and we got married and we got comfortable and well, I got comfortable and I just fell back into my old ways. Um, so I ballooned back up over the past, uh, I think, six or seven years to 125 or 325 pounds. And that is when. Um, I went to a friend of mine and I said, Hey man, he, he owned a gym here in town and said, Hey man, I need help. Um, you know, I, I, I need help losing weight. And so I started his gym for a while, um, lost about 40 or 50 pounds with him over a, a year span. Um, and so back in 2017, I was in a truck accident that you know, put, put me in a, in a recliner for a couple months and I just got back into my old habits again. And I, I know because of my dieting history that, you know, calorie counting and eating the standard American diet just doesn't work for me because of all the trigger foods. And, um, so I decided to start keto. Um, so I started keto January 28th of 2018 and the rest is history. 125 pounds down and, uh, yeah. That, that's about it in a nutshell. So always, always fighting my weight, always fighting, you know, diet choices. So definitely. And, and I think, well, one, if, if anyone goes over, uh, obviously people are going to go over to your account after they hear this episode, like they can definitely see the transformation that, that you've, you've taken in your life. And I, I think the, you're talking about, you know, losing, you know, growing up the, the Husky kid losing the weight, gaining the weight, losing the weight, gaining the weight is a pattern that a lot of guys out there can relate to. And you weren't, you weren't doing anything like I was doing, you know, swinging between like 500 and 200 pounds. Like you were, you were living life and it wasn't as if you were 
I, 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 I'm because I'm not. I, I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to. Because uh, I'm not like downplaying your story. I, I think what is, what you fell into is like something that so many people can relate to, and it's almost harder to break out of because there isn't this overwhelming like shaking of you by society to be like, oh my, like you don't fit through the doors here, like that kind of thing. But more, you know, yeah, that you got married, you got comfortable. Wait, yeah, well, happens. well. Nope. Nobody, nobody said a word to me when I was heavy, you know, nobody cared. So, yeah. And so, like you said, that first time you lost the first hundred pounds, like that was, you just did, was it just through calorie counting? Was there a specific diet plan you were following then? Like yeah, what, the fir- what did you do the, then? The first time I barely ate. So, you know, oh, it wow. wasn't, yeah, it wasn't sustainable. I think I had, I think I had maybe like, uh, protein shake in the morning like a can of tuna fish and some crackers at lunch and like two chicken breasts at night every day for like six months yeah zero muscle i didn't i didn't lift at all i i did i did the stairmaster like six days a week so it was i was starving myself basically oh i was gonna say like hearing that's what you were eating and but knowing what i know now about your workouts there's like no way you were gonna that was gonna fuel you fuel you in the gym you know at yeah that absolutely. Time. like that yeah you know a- absolutely not the only fuel was <laughs> i don't even think i had any fuel i was probably just running off burning body fat but but yeah it was uh it was miserable um so yeah i let's let's kind of get into like first because I, I, I obviously like you and i share keto so i think there's so much i want to jump right into there but i do i don't want to kind of move away from the earlier part of your journey, because I, I do think it's something that people can take some lessons away from. Like you, it you were, you know, like you said, you were you were the big guy. Were you in sports in high school when you were a kid? Was that something you were involved with, or was that not really a part of your life? I was not in sports, but um, I I was a band nerd, so like marching marching band and then that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, no no sports. Nice, nice. And, and I, I think you're probably one of the first people I've had in a while that didn't immediately go right to. Well, I played football in high school, so <laughs> I appreciate I, be, I appreciate be, that. Like, hey, be, because I was the husky kid, the coaches, man, they were bugging the crap out of me every day. You need to come play ball for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But but like you said, like it was easy. You know, you were just the husky guy, and then once you got into like the workforce and got into like you know that that life that i think most people head into it was just easy to see the weight come on like you you said no one really talked to you when you were bigger like did did anyone ever express concern to you about your weight or the weight you were gaining or was it just you know brandon was the big guy and no one really kind of questioned it nobody questioned anything man not a single i'm not a single concern my entire life when i was big the the only the only person that said something to me was my doctor that was it hmm and now what I'm curious about is because this I know this happened to me is so when you did lose that weight the first time, did people come out of the woodwork and say, oh, you know, it's good that you did that. You know, like we, we were worried about you or, you know, we, we always wanted to say something like, did you see any of that on the flip side? No, they were just really happy and, and uh, you know, that I had lost the weight. That's that's about it. And they, of course, everybody's like, well, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you'd, you'd hold up a can of tuna and a couple of crackers yeah, and be like, well, this is what I did. I would open my lunchbox and say, I didn't <laughs> open the empty, empty, open the empty lunchbox and be like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's no lunch today. There we, that's how I did it. Oh, wow, man. So, you know, obviously like you discovered 
throughout time that like just trying to count calories or, or kind of approach controlling, you know, the standard American diet, which yeah, I think it's called the standard American diet for a reason. You know, it's something that most people are raised on and grow into and sure. it's everywhere. You know, we know it's everywhere. We know it's everywhere in the media. We know it's everywhere. Every store you walk into um, there, you know, all these different foods are being pushed on you. Um, how did you find keto? Like, how did how did that even get onto your radar? You know, I have no idea, Gormy. I don't. Maybe I saw it on Instagram or I saw it, you know, all over the you know news articles bashing it. And I was like, well, if 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 somebody's bashing it, it, it might probably it probably works, you know. <laughs> So, but well, my, I think, well, let me take it back. My, my biggest thing was I was, I'm always addicted to sweets. Like, yeah, man. Um, so the, so the Ju so the January 27th of 2018, um, my wife was making chocolate chip cookies with the kids. Right. And they all, you know, I don't know how many she made or how many I ate, but I, I ended up eating the entire batch of cookies after they went to bed. And I'm laying on the couch and I'm sure you can relate. And you're just like that feeling of you're so full, like you want to like go and just you, you feel like you're going to blow up. Right. So <laughs> so um, I remember laying on the couch that night and I was like, I have got to do something. This is I can't. I can't do this anymore because um, essentially I'm, I was binge eating, right? So I'm eating every single every single cookie that was on the plate. Of course, you know, the next day the wife comes down, she's like, where are the cookies? And I'm just like even even more embarrassed and even more, you know. So, yeah, I think I got on my phone maybe and started researching uh, diets. And mm. I think I had keto in my back pocket. I just wasn't sure, you know, how to start it. So basically... That, that, I think it was a Monday morning. Um, I had some downtime and I just started Googling and I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this. And I went cold turkey and, and, uh, started YouTube and videos and started keto that Monday morning, the 28th of January, 2018. So nice. Well, I, I, I definitely relate to that because I was a, a, you know, an all or nothing dive right in guy when it came to keto as well. Like, I think. There's, there's a lot of people out there that talk about like slowly transitioning yourself and weaning yourself off foods and all of that. No, I know for gonna, me, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. You if know? you have a food addiction, it's not going to work. It's not. Mm. I mean, because you're going to because what's going to happen is you're going to say, OK, well, I can have um, I can have a cookie because it kind of fits in my macros. You know what I'm saying? Like one cook, one or two cookies might fill your carbs up for the day. But then you're still having that response in your body of that old, you know, that old habit. And the next, the next day you're going to want that cookie again. It's just, no, if you're going to do it, go cold. You know, I mean, go straight in head first, the, do the cold plunge. Um, it, it's worth it, especially once you get past the, you know, the, the two or three weeks of sugar cravings that I, I know I had. I don't know about you, but I know I fought it every day for two to three weeks. So. Oh, yeah, I, I think I fought it for months. Because sure. I think I think also I I came into it around the time that a lot of keto products were hitting the market that still right. had those really sweet tastes. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. I'm, ke I'm keto, but I can eat I can eat Halo Top or I can eat whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, all that all that stuff that is keeping those those pieces raging for you. But you right. know, I I wanted I want to talk a little bit about your relationship with food, you know, because you're starting sure. to, you know you're starting to get into that and you talk about you know bringing up food addiction and and sweets and and even kind of that 
you know, that overconsumption mentality. Like, was that something that you think was always there for you? Did it develop more as you were an adult? Like, do you have you thought at all about kind of where you think it comes from? Or do you think it really was driven by the types of food you were eating? I think it was, I'm definitely sure it's the types of food I was eating because of how I eat now and the correlation between wanting things. Um, so, I mean, I did it in high school. As, as long as I can remember, I would eat until I was completely full. Like, not so much when I was in, a teenager in high school. Um, I would eat, you know, dinner that my family fixed, and then I would, you know, two, one, you know, midnight, one, one o'clock in the morning, I'd go downstairs and raid the fridge. And, uh, that habit has stuck with me for years. Um, as I would got older and I moved out of my parents' house, um, and got my own place, that's when the binge eating really, really stepped up. I mean, I would make sure that I had stuff stocked in the pantry and the fridge for my late night raid. If I didn't, if I didn't have things, I would go get it just for that time. So I would go to, you know, I, I would eat dinner, stuff myself to where I couldn't move, lay around, watch TV, play video games. I'd have the, the headset on the Xbox, go into town, go to bed, and then wake up a couple hours later and do it all over again and wake up in the morning and, and ask myself, why am I so tired? Why do I feel like crap? You know, and never thought the two had anything to do with each other. But so, yeah, definitely. Well, isn't that wild that like how long it can take us sometimes to make that connection between how yeah. what, what we're eating and, you know, what we are aren't doing with our bodies actually then has. Well, and it's almost like I, I feel stupid sometimes now because I'm like, wow, like, how did I not realize that shoveling that junk food into my body was making me feel like a lethargic mess? Like, yeah, why, I know, man. why did I, why did I not, why, how did I not see that? And. And it's, it's funny, like, I, I do think, and, that, and I knew, you know, I know, you know, from both of our perspectives, like, the idea of what we eat is really important in terms of, like, how our bodies now respond to food and how our cravings respond and our food addictions work. And um, I think there's a lot of people out there that want to just say that it's, it's, it's more of a mental game and you just want to get in line, you know, your habits. And so if you're yeah. someone that is addicted to Oreos, like, eat two Oreos and then have your chicken and broccoli and like you can live that life. And I think if it works for someone, I think that's, that's honestly great. But I, I tend to see more often that people that really have a strong addiction to food tend to have an addiction to those foods that drive the addiction chemically. Uh, you know, absolutely. Or, or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are disrupting the hormone processes in the body and, and setting you into this state where it's like you're behind the game already. Like you're, you're, you're not, on an even playing field with someone who doesn't have those same, you know, doesn't have those same reactions to those foods or isn't even eating. Like, that's the, also the funny thing. I think like someone who you see sometimes a lot of, I, I think you see a lot of Instagrammers that are like in that, if it fits your macro sphere and they're creating all these kind of dishes that are like protein pop tarts and things along those lines. They were never really the people that were sitting at home on the couch, you know, 350 pounds eating Oreos. Like they, they, they weren't, you know, so uh, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's, and I, and the thing that just, you know, and I don't want to go on a rant, um, but the thing that gets me is like, so, but there are people out there who are 350, 400 pounds watching those accounts thinking I can eat pop tarts all day and still lose weight. Like, how do I do that? What do I do? And they never get, get to feel freedom from 
that that the grip of that food addiction because they keep bringing food into the body that kind of just keeps those feelings alive and i i that's you know it it's i don't know like I'm, again like i said i'm not trying to give a sermon but i mean i i think it's something you can you know can relate to like that idea that there can be a powerful change made in your overall like the mental and physical are not disconnected like when you change what you're actually eating you can see a shift in your body's perspective and your mind's perspective so to speak absolutely like even with keto type treats i mean mm. if i have a whole box of keto bars now mm -hmm. i mean now just having that sweet taste in my mouth and i look at the box and i'm like oh i got six more bars you know like it's t it's tempting it's hard man so i i try and stay away from anything sweet you know like on occasion i'll have something but it i have to only have like one of them around because <laughs> mm. the temptation's always there i mean you can't i don't sure you can say it's gone like i i cured it but man i i don't know i i think for me i've always had like the willpower to not do it but then at the same time i i, I mean i struggle with it so i don't know i just I, I like I I eat carnivore now for the most part, and that has really helped with my with my binge eating because you can't you know it, that doesn't trigger anything for me like sweets does. So, and that was going to be the one of the next questions I asked because so like where you're at now, um, so where let's let's just talk about like so where are you at body weight now? Like where have you come down? Like where are you kind of comfortable living around? Like, let's see. Um, right now I'm sitting around like 228, 230, somewhere in there. Um, so I've gained some weight back. Um, but I've also been, I've been training and lifting really heavy recently. Um, right. and you know, of course I've been, I've, my goal over the past, um, since KetoCon back in June, um, was basically to bulk up and, and get stronger, which I have tremendously, like my deadlift and everything has gone up big time, which I'm super happy about. Um, I'm, I'm living comfortably. My weight hasn't, I mean, I got to a point where I was gaining a couple, like 10 or 15 pounds back. And now I'm just basically cruising at two thirty and can't budge, you know, cause I'm still eating a lot, um, based on the gym performance, but you know, com comfortably probably right two two twenty is my comfortable spot. Nice. And yeah, if, if someone were to go to your page, right now and look at you know what you're what you're sharing of what your life is like now it's not a dude sitting on a couch playing xbox like that's yeah. that's not at all what they're gonna see like so tell us a little bit about like how your life has changed like what are what are the what are the things now that are are the priority and focus for you let's see well i have two kids um that oh, yeah. are very busy um both my wife and i work full-time jobs um, my, my job is about 45 minutes away from the house. So I have a commute in the morning and then afternoon. And, uh, so I get all, I work early hours so I can get home in time to get the kids off the bus. Um, which is the same time my wife is rolling through the neighborhood and we get home, we pack the kids bag, my wife and I change clothes and then we hit the gym, man. We hit the gym Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of every week. Um, we're there for about two hours and, uh, then we come home and we, uh, we cook dinner, which is normally a steak for the wife and I, and then some kind of, you know, steak or ground beef or chicken for the kids. And, and then, uh, we pack lunches and do it all over again. So we live, 
a pretty busy life, man. Like weekends are normally, you know, my son's in Cub Scouts and my daughter has gymnastics and my daughter also does piano. So I, sitting on a couch, I'm so I'm sitting on a couch right now talking to you. This is the first time I've sat on this couch in like six months. <laughs> so downtime, if, if I have any downtime at all, if I'm sitting, I'm either at work or I'm laying in bed sleeping. Mm. So. Well, I, 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 I can't let it go by without saying that your, your family is beautiful. Um, well, thank you. In thank terms you. of like, I mean, I just mean that in terms of like, not real, I'm not just, I mean, obviously looks and all that playing, to, but like you, you share like, like a real, both you and, and your wife, you know, clearly care strongly for your, for each other and for your, for your children. And I think you set kind of a, a really nice example for people of how you can prove that it's possible to make change to your health and keep your family's health and focus while living really busy lives and, you know, doing yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. And like yeah. that, that excuse of there isn't time just doesn't play out when you actually get yeah. into it. Like, so, uh, so that's, that's why. Yeah. So let me go back. Um, before, um, before I took my health or before I set my health as a top priority in my life, um, mm -hmm. I would come home and I, like I said, I worked, um, very, I, my work schedule is 5am to one thirty. Um, so I would get home and have a couple hours before the wife got home or the kids got home. I would sit on the couch and play video games or watch TV or, do something or go to sleep or do whatever. And then the wife and kids would get home and I would still be on the couch. Pure lazy, didn't help with anything. Um, and I never, it, it was always because I was so overweight and always tired, you know, from the binge eating, like it's hard. And that's, you know, your attitude is horrible. Like nothing is, you're always like, depressed like i took medicine for depression and whatnot um so none of so yeah so so taking and changing my life and making health a top priority has completely changed our lives and how we live day to day um there isn't a time where i i see the wife need help with something i go help her i don't sit on the couch you know like i told you i've been on the couch in six months man so my my family comes first um, they didn't before, you know, before I didn't care. Like I, I cared Gourmet, but I didn't like, they weren't my top priority. And it wasn't almost like I was telling myself that they weren't top priority. I just, that's just how I was just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know, like they weren't, they meant the world to me. I love them very much, but I just didn't care to help. I don't know. It may be. If that makes sense. No, I think it makes complete sense, man. I, I think we get settled into patterns and behaviors that take us off track from what we think our priorities are. Right. Like, I, like right. I, I, one of the things like I talk about pretty openly, like I say to people was like, I made a change in my life because I realized I wanted to live. And so I get a lot, sometimes when I say that, like, especially if I say it on like an Instagram story, I'll get DMs from people that are, so you were suicidal. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not what I'm, what I'm saying is I wasn't putting staying alive. I wasn't keeping that in focus as an actual priority. So by not keeping that in focus, it became not a priority. 
But if you were to ask me, do you want to live? I would have said every day, of course I want to live. Why are you asking me a stupid question like that? Exactly. Like, I, I think yep. it's similar. Like, if someone were to say to you, like, back in those days, like, when you were on the couch, like, if someone walked in your house and said, your family's in danger, are they your priority? You're, of course you're going to jump up and say, yes, right. of course they are. Exactly. But then, you know, when you when you go back and you review how you are actually, like, um, what is... Uh, it's funny because I, I was actually looking at a little while ago. It's, it's for those people who are listening later. This is we're recording this on on the infamous Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. And mm -hmm. I was looking at um, uh, I think Danny and, and Mara Vegas. They're, they've got a sale on their T-shirts going on right now. It's too yeah. late for anyone listening to this. But one of their T-shirts is is a quote is a stoic quote about action. And I, I think what you're you're talking about is like our our thoughts and our beliefs sometimes don't always match our actions that we're taking. Yeah, exactly. And like, and you had to put that action into play sure. to really make it true for yourself. You know, bring that truth out that you know your family is your priority, your health is your priority. Right. You know, I I think that's really you know some fantastic decisions. And like you started to allude to this, like you weren't just dealing with weight issues uh, with you know with your your eating and your size and all of those things, like. You had some other kind of medical situations going on, you know, that you were getting, you were being medicated for and, and a lot of different challenges that changing your lifestyle ended up helping you with. Um, Absolutely. Is that, is that, would that be correct in saying that? Completely. But I think it was all driven because of my poor dietary choices. Um, right. I was, yeah, I took, um, so back when I was a kid, I don't remember how old I was, but you know. I hated school. I could never pay attention. And my parents, you know, were like, we're concerned about this. And long story short, the doctor diagnosed me with ADD, attention deficit disorder, which is knowing what we know now is complete crap. Um, so they put me on a drug, a, con a drug called Concerta. And I took that for years, man. I took that all throughout middle school and high school. And some of my early adult life because that's just what I was used to taking, you know? So, um, and then it got to the point where depression kicked in and they, I can't remember the name of the drug, but I was taking that too. And, um, I think there was one more. Yeah, no, I didn't, I wasn't, I hadn't, they were going to give me blood pressure medicine because my mm. blood pressure was too high, but I'd ended up switching to keto before that and fixing that. But yeah, as soon as I got rid of all the blood sugar highs and, you know, became fat adapted, man, like my, my concentration is, is laser awesome. You know, like I can concentrate all day long, no problem. Um, and the depression, I, I used to get like numbing in the legs when I was depressed mm. and, uh, oh, anxiety, took medicine for anxiety. All, all three of those ADD, if you want to still call it that, um, Depression and anxiety completely gone. No issues whatsoever now. So, and that's it, yeah. I just I think there's that's one of the things like I really think is is cornerstone. You know, in the lessons of your journey is there's power in food. You know, Absolutely. power for good. You know, power that can heart can harm you and and harm like kind of create detriment in your life, or power that can start to give you freedom and. You know, does it mean that every person's going to have the same reaction? No, we're not doctors. We're not any of that. But like, I think there's important to he it's important to hear the anecdotal evidence 
from individual stories. And obviously that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was I wanted people to hear, you know, they say overwhelmingly, you know, diets fail and weight loss fails. Like I want people to realize that there are real people out there living busy lives and, and raising families who are making long lasting changes that are sustainable. And you, one of the things that you've done, you know, if we go to your, look at your Instagram handle, your keto carnivore King, um, I do want to. I do want to send a quick shout out to your wife, who is the keto carnivore queen. Um, I do remember, like, I it, it's funny because, like, I, I knew at some point I was going to talk about, you know, when I first got. I mean, I have been connected with you for a while on, on Instagram, but we were able to meet up for the first time at the, at the Redmond Real Salt party at KetoCon this year. That's right, man. Um, I give you a big it, old hug. I know it was funny because, like, I immediately yeah. was like, I saw you through the glass, and I'm like, oh my god, there they are. Like, and I and I knew I still had to like, and it's funny because like I had to say hi to Julie and Tracy and greet the yeah, Redmond yeah. team and all of that That's and everything. Right. But I'm like, sure. the people I want to talk to were standing over there. I really need to get over to those people. Um, yeah, but I, I just thought I it. Was... You no, were, I didn't know I didn't know you were coming either, so it was a good surprise. Oh, that was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I was. I think I was one of the people that they were like. I I had a lot of people that night who were like, how did how did you end up here tonight? Like, oh come happen? on man and i'm like um i've been talking to julie for a long long time like yeah. we would we would friends for a while um nice but i'm not downplaying that at all like that i think redmond's amazing but um oh, they're, they're awesome man one of the things that just that cracked me up that whole weekend was when hannah would go around and introduce herself as i'm mrs keto carnivore king and everyone was yeah. like, "No, you're you need you're more than that. Like you're you're clearly a, you know a powerhouse in and of your own." So it was soon. It was right. soon, it was around then or right after that she you know she you know adopted keto carnivore queen, and I was like, yeah, "Yes, yes, that's what we were waiting for. That is what we were waiting for." So I think I think she might have switched it like on our way home from from Austin. I'm not yeah, sure. like it was it was right around then. Like it was, yeah, she, and I I just remember being like, "Yes, yes." That's she awesome. was she she was empowered man she all the love from KetoCon. Oh yeah. And I mean obviously like you know tangential to your story um you know she's gone through some some kind of amazing changes herself and like oh, yeah. I just I I love when you know she's she does some before and after pictures on like a Flex Friday or something along those lines. Like <laughs> she is like she is like kicking butt. Uh, yeah. Then then of course you post pictures of her cooking on Thanksgiving like you did yesterday. <laughs> Which I, I have to know if you got any crap for that. Um, I did. I actually did it. She thought it was funny. Which, so I was like, well, I, Mike, I'm no, I'm no dummy, man. I've been married to her for of course over 10 years and we've been together for 14. I asked permission before I posted it. Okay. Because let, so, for those people yeah. out there who don't know, it's a, a picture that involved food going into the oven and his wife was not facing the camera. <laughs> and I immediately saw it and I was like, oh. Either this was planned, yeah, or someone is going to be in trouble tonight. Someone, yeah. someone's going to be, someone will be on the couch again. You know, for the was, first time in six months. Yeah. Oh, it, that cracked cracked me. Up. Yeah, it, it was definitely planned. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dig my own hole like that. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, I thought my, because that was one of my immediate thoughts was he is smarter than that. So yes, yes, I am. There, <laughs> uh, there is something going on. Because yeah, oh my god, I I cracked up. I was literally cracking up. That's hilarious. So <laughs> you, well, we started to talk about this, but so you're not just keto. You know, you're primarily carnivore. Like you still have, you know, some things that are are 
it, it's funny. Like I, I think if we die, like you're probably one of the first people I've had on that really is in that carnivore space. And it's, it's fun for me because I, there's always people that are like, you know, I saw this carnivore account eating a keto brick the other day. That's not carnivore. That's not carnivore. Or I was looking at this person's account. They used hot sauce on their steak. Is that, is that okay? If you're carnivore, I use the hot sauce and like, Oh my goodness. It's like, and, and that's one of the things that like, I, it, it's funny that when we all get together at like KetoCon and everything, like there's so much talk about like the, how we try not to live dogmatic lives. But when you get into the social media space and you get into like people trying to understand how keto works or how carnivore works or how any kind of way to, you know, improve your health through food works, they want dogma and they want rules and they want structure. And they, they want to say that there's, they want to allow for no gray areas. Cause I think as human beings, we black and white makes us more comfortable, but anything gray, it starts to be like, well, I don't know if I can control the gray, so I don't know what to do. So it's like when someone who, you know, has carnivore in their IG handle posts a review of rebel ice cream, which, you know, a lot of us have, have tried and enjoyed. You then see people. I love just watching like the, the flame war start up in the comments. Like, well, you know, that's got ingredients in it that are not animal based. So you are clearly not a carnivore. So turn your card in and turn in your leather jacket and right. head out the door. It, and, it all comes, it all comes down to people just wanting something to complain about. Right. Like, and, and like, how do you handle, like, do you, you hear, you have a, you have a pretty big following. Like, do you hear that from people like at all when you, if you post anything that's not strictly carnivore? On occasion, but not as much as I would have expected. You know, because my handle has keto and carnivore in it. Um, I was I was contemplating taking the keto off, but because I do dabble into the keto stuff still, um, I just was like, whatever. And then it's a big pain, and, and then everybody knows me as keto carnivore king. So, um, but no, I don't. It, being dogmatic about any diet in my opinion, is just crazy. Like the biggest, the biggest thing for me is to do me and not worry about what other people are doing because it's my mouth, it's my body, right? So if I, if I have, if I want to make the decision to go eat the keto brick, which are freaking amazing, by the way, if you haven't tried one, you got to go get one. Um, and then keep on eating a steak. Like I'm going to do that. I'm not going to worry about what Joe Blow says, you know, about my, my diet choices. Right. So, um, I, I know our ancestors back in the back in the day, their buddies, you know, we're going around trying to kill animals to eat. And when you couldn't find it, you found a, a, a blackberry bush. Their buddy didn't say, hey, man, whoa, you can't eat those berries because because that's not an animal. Like, we're not doing that today, Jack. And, you know, the Jack would look at, you know, Bob and be like, yeah, Bob, you're right. Thanks for thanks for making sure I'm strict carnivore. Like, come on, man. Like, no, it's not the way this works. So, oh, for sure. Uh, well, but I, I enjoy that you think that back in in the day of 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 cavemen, their names were Jack and Bob. Um, I do. Well, <laughs> I really, I I, I, uh, I really, I, I enjoy hey, that. I had I to, I had that. to, I had to, I had to, I had to give them a name. Man. I, but, I, so yeah. I just feel like people would have been like Grug and Gr <laughs> like you know Mark Sisson, you know, talks about Gronk or Grunk or whatever he uses. Like, yeah, you're, you're for you, it was Jack and Bob. So Jack and Bob come oh. upon a blackberry bush, and but I, I think you're right. Like I, I think like it's it's that idea that 
you know, not only that, like that, obviously we're in the holiday, we're in the thick of the holiday season going on. And so everyone's talking about like, what's your approach to the holidays? What are you eating? What exactly are you eating? What did you eat? Like what, what's going on? And it's like, you just, I, one of the things I was just trying to do myself to get out there beforehand was like, whatever you do, don't come on Instagram and apologize for your food. Don't, you know, don't feel like you have to tell a story about why you decided to have Aunt Sylvia's peach pie. Like, take a deep breath. And, but I mean, does it also mean I haven't heard from like six people today that they feel like bloated sacks of crap because of what they ate yesterday? I have. Well, you might be, you might be talking to one right now, but I, I'm just. Well, I wasn't going to go there yet with uh, you. I wasn't going to, I mean, yo, I, yeah, I, sure. I don't want to pull the, I, I don't want to pull I, the curtain back too far, but. No, the curtain can be pulled, man. I, I, um, the, so the wife made these, uh, pumpkin spice keto cheesecakes with Lily's chocolate and yeah, they were amazing. I ate some of those and she also made keto pecan pie and keto pumpkin pie. I ate. A lot of that too. Um, I don't think I had anything that was non keto. No, I didn't. But but I still overindulged and ate a lot more than I'm used to eating. So yeah, this morning I'm like waking up like, oh yeah, I didn't drink my gallon of water yesterday. I ate a bunch of you know stuff I'm not used to eating. My hands are all swollen. Like I feel okay physically, but I can just feel that fog in the back of my head from like probably ten thousand calories. Who knows? But so anyway, no, but I think that's just want to throw that out. Yeah, there. but you know, that's I that's good to dive into because like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like it's you knew going in that if you did that, this is what how you're probably going to feel today. And you're Absolutely. you're not waking up today in a panic. You're not wake. You're no, not, not you're not waking up today and you're not going to fast for seven days. Like you're no, no. like you. Yeah. it's just like. It, and I know, and here's the thing, like it, I, I'm not articulating myself well, so I apologize, but I think it's hard, when, especially someone who might be at the beginning of, of a journey going into building their health for them to think about being in that place of being able to make those choices and still be okay the next day. But cause I know me two years ago would have been that person who was like, I can't believe you ate that pie. Good. Yeah, how yeah. did you make that choice? <laughs> like, how did you do yeah. that? Like, really? How well, did you I was, do that? I was in that. I was in that place too, Gormy. I, I, uh, I didn't have any like quote cheats for almost a year and a half when I started keto. So you know, I totally it's it's better now. I don't care what people do, and I don't I don't judge. Well, I try not to judge, but a lot of times, especially on like holidays, I don't judge in my head, but. On, on, there's some days where I'm still like, I can't believe you're eating that, but I don't say that. But, uh, but yeah. Well, yeah, no one really wants to be that. I mean, because let's be honest, like, as much fun as somehow people have doing that on the internet, if you were in real life yeah. walking around going up to people and saying, how on earth are you eating that? Uh, one, you'd probably, you'd probably waste all your time. Uh, because there's yeah. just so many things that people are eating that, like, you just want to shake them for. But two, how would that sure. sound? Like, what would that really be like? Like, I think that's that's a bigger and that's a topic that's outside of the fat guy forum, I think. But that just idea of civility and communication and, yeah. you know, don't project your own issue onto someone else. Like, if you're worried about what you're putting on your plate, worry about what you're putting on your plate and focus more on that. Absolutely. And so what is really your uh, 
because there's a, there's a couple different areas I, I, I want to dive into with you, man. But like, let's let's stick sure. in the food area for right now, because I do want to I want to talk gym in, in a little bit. But like, okay. so food food wise, like where where are you at philosophically? Like you you said, like, so you're mostly carnivore. Like, how do you wh- what goes into making a decision for you? Like Thanksgiving, having those treats like what? Take us a little bit. I just would like people to hear like where that thought process comes in. How someone can kind of build that 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 decision into their life. Um, let's see. So when I started, let's backtrack. When I started keto, I was a, I was a completely addicted to food and could not control myself. Right. So I know if I went, let's just say Easter was was the first holiday that I that that hit me. You know, when I first started. You know, that's a holiday that the family normally goes out to eat and has cake and, you know, does, you know, has things that are the normal of day-to-day life. And I knew with myself that I couldn't control myself, so I didn't partake in any of that. Um, I, I have gotten to the point now where I know what triggers me. I know how to bring myself back to reality and talk to myself and say, Brandon, stop eating. You know, like I didn't go overly crazy yesterday i stopped when i was you know it was pretty full but i didn't go past that old that old threshold of my old habits of where i would eat to where the point where i was gonna puke you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so um so yesterday i just knew going in that i was going to possibly have something that is not on my normal diet and i was okay with that um the second I tell myself, ah, I'm not going to do that, that's when it, the stress hits because it's all sitting there in front of you and you tell yourself you can't have that. You know, so it's, it's I think it's all on an individual basis too, person to person and how they know they're going to react to it. I completely agree. I, I think because I look at like how my own approach to the holiday, like approaching Thanksgiving specifically has changed over the past couple of years. Like. There were years that I had to go in with the, you know, with the locks on the fridge completely, you know, like I needed to go in knowing I wasn't going to take leftovers. I wasn't going to do anything like I had measuring spoons and a scale with me, especially Thanksgiving last year. Like I went to Thanksgiving with like, <laughs> it, it, it's funny because I laugh at myself now because, but I know I needed to do that to get through then. So it's I'm okay with it, but I still laugh when I'm like. I literally pulled out like a slim travel scale and, you know, a set of spoons and was measuring like the, you know, my homemade mayo that I was putting on the plate, like measuring it all and weighing turkey. And I remember this like it's (laughs) and I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I had just started working with with John as my coach a month before, you know, it was a few weeks before I was on the DSK program, you know, macros tight, like you know very much a different yeah, world that's a good thing and it and that's what i needed to do then yeah. but this year i went in with a completely different mentality and like i loaded my plate right. this year like with all with keto foods i had brought and what was available there for me sure. and everything and i mounted this plate and i started eating and i got like halfway through and i was like i'm full like i yeah. don't want any more of this right now and i kind of like yeah. and it was like a moment that like it's silly, but like it almost took my breath away because I was literally like the impulse to want to devour the entire plate is gone. Like, and I, and I think for some people, I know 
and because I'm someone that slipped and fell so many times, like I know, I almost feel like there's people sitting out there being like, oh yeah, he thinks that today, but tomorrow it's going to be a completely different story. But like, it just really was a completely different, like sense of emotion for me, you know, in terms of how everything went. And like, I'm just wondering for you, like as someone like has struggled with food addiction, you know, cause I don't want this just to be the gourmet show. Um, as someone that's struggled with food addiction, like, and has made some kind of, you know, radical changes to the types of food you're eating, like, how does it feel for you now, like, to, to know that how you approach food has changed and, like, how you react to food has changed? Like, what is that, that like for you mentally now? Um, so my diet is all based around performance in the gym now. Mm. So I eat to fuel my body, right? Right. Um, before I just ate for ate for pleasure, um, so I think that's where it's really changed for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just, I would when I was bigger and you know wasn't dieting, I would just eat for pleasure. I guess that was my vice, that was my way out. It was stuff in my face. But now I know, like, like I still weigh my steaks, man. I like I weigh it out. I put it in my car manager app and I cook them up and I I log it and that's it. It's fuel for me, mm. like. If I'm still if I'm still hungry, I'll go throw five or six eggs on the on the uh, on, I'll listen to my body. I'll throw the five or six eggs on the on the stovetop. I'll go eat them, and then I'll you know I'm done. But I don't I I don't normally log the extra food because I'm just listening to my body and don't want to get overly consumed with calorie counting right now. But um, but yeah, no, the, there's a total total difference between the two. That's awesome, man. And you're you're right. You were clearly fueling a lot of things in the gym like let, let's talk about like i take i want to hear kind of like how you've gotten to the point that you're at now with your approach to working out like because like you said you started from a very sedentary place like when did the gym come into play for you and like how did you develop you know your love for it so back in 2016 when i went to my buddy like i had previously mentioned he owns that gym in town um it's a group exercise kind of gym. So he had scheduled classes every day, you know, throughout the day and being with the other people that were in there for the same reason, um, and us, you know, feeding off of each other's drive to get better, um, really set me up like, and it was a lot of functional stuff we did that gym. It wasn't like meathead lifting to get big. It was like sled pushes and box jumps. And we did squats and deadlifts and everything. But it was more like kettlebell swings and functional stuff. So it was it was fun, you know. Um, and then I started seeing the progression. And I started seeing myself getting stronger. And I'm like, hmm, I like this, you know, because it gives me a goal to work towards. Um, and so... I branched off from him after a year and then joined the gold gym that down the street and got more into like the bodybuilding style working out because I didn't want to push a sled around in front of everybody, you know, because it wasn't that same environment. Um, so, and then I just, ever since just knowing that it gives me a goal to work towards and I enjoy going lifting heavy weights. I mean, I haven't looked back. So like going and, lifting four days a week for me is is everything if i miss a day <laughs> i'm 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 mad mm. it, like it's not <laughs> it's something that i look forward to so that's awesome man and you yep. you're now using um the keto muscle intelligence program is that right 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I, Hannah and I started the keto muscle intelligence program. I want to say maybe 14 or 16 weeks ago, somewhere in there. We're on week four again, which is for like the fourth or fifth time. I'm not sure, but, um, awesome program. Danny Vega and Ben Pakulski did an amazing job. It's, it's what, if you're low carb, if you're keto, you will hundred percent benefit from this program all of my lifts have gone up at least 50 percent. so that's awesome man like that's i feel yeah, like man. i keep saying that like I'm, I'm realizing you know i think that's the 17th time this this episode that i've said that's awesome that's awesome yeah so i i know it means that miles aka telecron is gonna start dming me and being like you you said that's awesome a lot during that episode so. i love i love miles we should say it 10 more times just for oh he'll it's no matter what happens, I'm, I, I get, I get, I get, he's like, oh, that was a great episode. You know, you did a lot of great content. You know, you get a lot of that person. Um, you said this a lot. That was awesome. Wink, wink. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now <laughs> let's get to my list of things that you did wrong. Let's get to my list of things. Yeah. Wrong. But anyway, like, but I do think, like, I, I think yeah. it's, it's incredible. Like when people can see, you know, transformation that permeates a lot of different levels of their life and like seeing someone who used to be more of a couch potato video game person, you know, come to this place. Like, I'll be honest with, like, for me, like, it inspires the heck out of me to even know, you know, that you were the band nerd and came from that place of the, being the sedentary guy. And now I look at, you know, what you do in the gym and what you do with your body. And I'm like, okay, this is something that, like, people need to see and know. It's possible to kind of shift your priorities and shift what you do and make some real impactful change on yourself and on other people because you've you know you you show people every day that like they can they can make this all work like they can they can make it actually be something that is a functional part of their life absolutely and i i know sometimes i sugarcoat posts um for lack of a better term but i also i also um put it out there the way it is like you want to make changes in your life you just have to freaking do it like there's no excuses like sure we all have medical excuses we have busy lives like those are fine but there are ways around you know those excuses you just have to put your head down and put the work in you know how to do it man you've lost how much weight so it's 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 tough. It really is. It's freaking difficult. It's the hardest thing you'll probably ever do in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the hardest thing you'll ever have to continue to deal with because it's never really going to go away. Right. So it's, you just have to put your head down, man, and, and make it work. For sure. And what, what are the challenges you deal with now? Like what, do you, what would you, so what are, you know, you've, you've come far, You've, you've made a lot of changes, you know, you've made a lot of adjustments and you've fine tuned your diet, all of those pieces. Like, what do you think are the biggest challenges you're facing right now? Like whether it's, you know, in that sphere or, or wherever else it is in your life, like what are the, what are the, the next kind of rocks for you to, to, to crack into? Hmm. That's a good question. Let's see. I still can have issues with like binge eating right that still lurks mm. so like the keto treats so I, I like i said i try and stay away from them but on occasion like i woke up today and i was like uh oh, there's more pie in the fridge oh yeah like, oh, i ate it yes i ate it yesterday huh. 
probably wouldn't be a bad idea if I had some today too. But I know if I go and sit there and eat it, I'm just gonna. It's just gonna be a vicious cycle. So that's a challenge for me. Um, uh, let's see. I got a promotion at work this past week, right. so that's good. The, yeah, that's gonna be a challenge. Uh, be a lot more. You know, t- taking on a lot more responsibility at work. So, ah, uh, let's see. I don't know, man. Just life. <laughs> oh Kids. yeah, no, like Ske- well, schedule. Well, I mean, let's schedule marriage. Er- er- Everything's a challenge, but it's just the way we approach it, right? Oh, for sure. And I mean, let's be realistic. Your kids yeah. are your kids are going to keep growing up, and as they get older, those challenges, the challenges with them, will just continue to evolve. You know, so that'll always keep you on your Ab- toes for sure. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. And I, I relate a lot to what you're talking about, like waking up this morning and thinking about pie. Like I made um, keto brownies yesterday and had a fantastic moment where I was like, I had one and felt satisfied, and it was great and everything. And came home last night and wasn't tempted to have another one. And I woke up this morning and the first thing I thought of was there are a, there are a lot of brownies in that fridge right now. <laughs> like how, when, what, how, yeah, yeah. Like what am I gonna? Because like right now I'm still yeah. I I'm as much as I've shifted. We're working on kind of like we're working on building my metabolism back. You know, getting my metabolism back to where you know reverse dieting. So my macros Sweet are still reverse, important. Yeah. Like all of that and. Sure. Sure. So I know that if I go ham for the rest of the weekend, I'm setting myself back. Like I know that. Oh, dude! And you're gonna take a, you're gonna take six months step back. Oh, exactly. And I'm Absolutely. like, okay, yep. like so I do know. Like I honestly have it like on my to do list for when I finish recording with you today. Portion and freeze right. the brownies. Like portion freeze, yeah. get them in the freezer so they're not even. Uh, so if I want to have one, I, mean, I have to do I have to do something with it, and. Well, I mean, I'm just saying frozen brownies are pretty good, too. Oh, see, you had to say that. Um, <laughs> it's also what... Sorry, man. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't say Well, it. it's also one of the reasons why, like, when I have any keto ice cream, I store it in the, free- yeah. I store it in the freezer at work because no one there is going to touch it. And it doesn't... Sure. It, I, I don't have to think about it being at home and worry. Like, even though I, I, I probably wouldn't even think about it, I don't have to have that worry. Like it's like just not having it around sometimes, you know, can be can be helpful. Like know what you need to take off. That's, know what yeah. you need to take off the board. Like it's it's yep. there's a there's a lot to be said there. And and you like you you nailed some other things on the head when you were talking about you know kind of like this is this is can be a lifelong challenge, and it's a lot of work. And it may be you know for some and there are, like there are literally some people out there that like well yeah I lost a hundred pounds it was nothing like dealing with this stuff at work is is the harder thing for me like. I think for most people, though, like breaking out of that challenge of of living within that sphere of the standard Amer- standard American diet, rewriting all that programming we get from the media and from the culture, and I mean, we could go down the rabbit hole of like where do the where does the FDA you know pyramid come from? Like where does all of that happen? Like that's obviously not what this show is about because it's not you know about debunking crap that's out there. But if people want to look into that, like, go look into it. Like, there's a lot of information about there about who's telling you what and where it's coming from. But I, I think one of the things I think you'd agree with is, like, continue as a person, though, to ask questions. When someone gives you an absolute, like, I love that when you talked about, you probably saw someone say that keto doesn't work. So that's why you were immediately like, they're probably, it probably does work. There probably is something there that works. Like, question, question everything and don't just assume because a person's in a position of authority that they somehow have more information. Um, oh, absolutely. Like yesterday, we were watching the Macy's Day Parade, and uh, 
they come they comes on of course it's sponsored by the medicine that fixes heartburn but they're like five ways to alleviate heartburn is to stay away from dark meat because it has a lot of saturated fat and i just laughed i'm like i was like oh, dude i eat two to three pounds of meat a day with lots of fat and uh have never had a heartburn once it's all the other crap you're eating so yeah misinformation can question everything oh i used to have terrible heartburn and as soon as i i cut carbs down like when low carb and then keto it went away went away went away completely and i mean but it kills me like let's let's not even get into one you know medicines like that where it's this is going to help with your blood pressure it may kill you it may cause you to go psychotic it may cause you know <laughs> yeah. like i love like i i think there's one of the, the the stop smoking drugs that causes suicidal or murderous behavior like yeah, it literally but, but hey go go see go see your doctor if you experience those and they'll give you another medicine oh and it's like that. medicine upon <laughs> and it's like that meme of you know there's the there's the two windows and one window is cure all your problems by changing what you eat or give continue to give you more medicines and the the long line is in front of the medicine window like i think that's we're, we've built a culture that's about pills on pills on pills like you can literally watch documentaries or you know interviews with people who are like and i take this pill to deal with my my heartburn but then that raises my blood pressure so then i need the blood pressure medication but then that affects my blood sugar so then i need more insulin and when the insulin happens i get depressed so i need this to help alleviate my mood but if my mood gets too high, I need to take one of these to take me down. And you just want to say, well, what if you just decided to try to change what you were eating and see what happened? Like, yeah. you know, isn't it, isn't it worth it? Like, yeah. even just at the base level, like, there's going to be a lot of people out there that can hear us having this conversation and say, you know, people's moods don't change based on what they eat. You know, fine, believe what you want to believe. But let's, Absolutely, they do. Of course yeah. they do. But, but let's even just go right to... Uh, like diabetes, type 2 diabetes. If sure. you change what you're eating, your blood sugar is going to change. It, you, yep. It's going to. like It's not magic. Like It is literally not magic. So I just would love, like, and I, I think I've said this probably now, this is probably the 10th episode I've said this, but I just would love for people out there to realize that when they're taking more and more medications, when they're dealing with diabetes issues, they're slowing the progression of the disease. They are not curing it. They're not healing themselves. Yeah. They're not doing anything to help their bodies. They're just making it possible for them to continue to eat sugar. That's all those drugs are Stop doing. Spiking, yeah. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Stop spiking your blood sugar oh. 200 times a day. Exactly. Like, and if you yeah. just, and, and, I, and uh, we could go down a rabbit hole of like people saying they can't live without things and they could never live without I used to think I could never live without a lot of things and I'm living and I'm thriving an without excuse, them. It's brother. exactly what it is. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. Yep. Um, one topic I do want to get to, like, I don't want to keep you all day. Um, but no, one, of, one of the things that, that I would love to, you know, I want to talk to you about a little bit because it's something I'm fascinated by and never have been able to explore because I was always kind of too big for this. Um, but you're an avid hunter. Like that's something that you really you really get into and enjoy um and obviously it makes sense that you're a meat eater so you procuring meat like i don't think you could probably find fresher meat than like something that you've gone out and you know tracked and, and taken care of yourself like you even went on a hunt this morning is that right i did yeah i was in the deer woods from uh sun up till about nine o'clock and got out headed home and now we're talking but yeah 
man, I love to hunt. And a little backstory, I didn't grow up hunting. Mm. Um, that was going to be my question. So I, I grew love up. It. Yeah, I grew up fishing, um, camping. I was in the Boy Scouts. Um, and I think I was 19 or 20 when I went on my first hunt. I'm 34 now. So um, I went on my first hunt with a buddy, killed my first deer, and have been hooked ever since. Um, just, the, you know, the connection with food and, you know, you, you going out and, and harvesting an animal to, to bring back and feed your family. There's no better feeling. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I take my kids. Uh, they Both of my kids, uh, they'll be eight and six in a uh, couple days. Um, they've both taken their first deer with me and I've taken my daughter turkey hunting and, you know, so we just, we, I go down to, I just got back from Georgia, um, last weekend I go wild pig hunting once a year. So yeah, hunting is, is amazing, man. Especially if you eat a lot of meat, then, then, uh, then it's a good thing to invest in. So, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've got a lot of guys that I talk to that hunt that are like, yeah, I've. I'm still eating on meat from last season. Like I'm, you know, they're, they, well, they, they, they probably don't eat as much as, as, well, meat as, as we do. I mean, so yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't say, think anyone would, eats as much meat yeah. as you do probably at the end of the day. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> Sean, maybe Sean Baker and Danny do, um, you know, but yeah, not, not many. Those, those guys probably put me to shame. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I didn't. So the only thing I saw this morning were probably 800 squirrels that sound like deer. So when you're up in the tree, when you yeah, when you're in the tree stand and you're 20 feet foot up, it's uh the experience of being out there with nature too, watching the woods wake up where, you know, no, there's no talking, there's no move, no movement, and you nature doesn't know you're there. It's just it's an awesome feeling. That's awesome. And, and you you actually you call you you've had a little controversy over some of your posts about hunting, you know, with your with your especially I, I think it was with your daughter you posted. Was it a turkey hunt post that people kind of got a little butthurt about? Oh yeah, they they told me. So I took yeah, I took my daughter turkey hunting in 2015, I believe. She was only four. Yeah, 2015. So she was four years old, or six? No, it's 2016. So she was four years old, and uh, my buddy is a a writer for the local newspaper, and there I have a an article that you know we shared our first hunt. She got her first turkey. Um, and so people are able to reply on the website and reply to the article, right? And the vegans and the vegetarians, I don't know who they were, but basically they had to be vegan or something. But they came out of the woodworks and they told me that I was teaching my daughter um, to be a murderer and that she was going to have problems as a child and she teaching her that bloodshed is okay you know just stupid comments like that that you would see anywhere else but and telling me i'm a horrible parent and i'm like man if you if you spent one day with me i you would see that i'm far from a horrible parent so um but you know just it's it's unbelievable the the backlash hunters get for for ethically going out harvesting an animal and bringing it home to eat you know it's, it's unreal oh it is i mean like it's 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 laughable in in so many ways because it is there's there's such a there's a lot of i think a lot of it's ignorance exactly that's what i was going to say it's a lack of understanding like it's it's and it's a not want it's a desire to not understand it's almost willful ignorance like not wanting to to kind of open your mind to understand what a person's going through and like it's 
like I said, it's something that fascinates me. It's something I would love to do someday. I, I got a bucket list that I would love, you know, to, to hunt with you someday. Um, Dude, come on down. I think that would be awesome. Um, and that, I mean, for me, like it's, it's like when I grew up as a kid, like I started out as like a, as a Cub Scout and was a, you know, went into Weeblow and I remember, you know, I loved, I loved my family. We would go camping. I loved all of that. And then I got too fat for it. Like, it was yeah. painful to get up off the ground. And like, I actually remember I quit the scouts. This is funny. Um, we had every year that we did a charity walk. It was a five mile walk, which mm -hmm. it, now I think if you were to tell, say you were going to take a group of kids on a five mile walk, they would, people would like protest and you'd get shut down. But they used to, they used to take us in our full uniforms on a five mile walk during the summer. Um, and we went on this five mile, we went on this walk. It's two and a half miles there, two and a half miles back. We got to the park we walked to, and there's like a three mile walking track there. And our, our troop leader was like, let's all, let's just go for a quick hike through the woods while we're here. So we added another three miles. By the time we got back to the starting point of the walk, pretty much every kid, fat or skinny, was going to die. Like <laughs> they literally had a car driving. They ended up having a car of a mother driving alongside the walk picking kids up as they were like basically falling over on the walk um five miles is a, five miles is a good hike if you're not used oh to it. yeah as a kid and as a kid wearing yeah. like a blue you know full uniform yeah oh yeah i got home sure. i got like my mom and i did the walk i got home i remember i had blisters the size of like tomatoes on my feet it was insane and i remember going to her that day and being like i'm done i'm done with this yeah. i cannot do this anymore i'm not i'm done i'm out tap out i'm done this is over <laughs> you know but that that was also around the time that my weight had skyrocketed so like there was a lot going on but like i just i very vividly remember kind of stepping out of that environment and it's funny now because even my family will be like when i talk about saying you know oh i've got you know connected with some people that i would love to go hunting with someday or I, you know or even to my sister and her boyfriend go hiking and i'm always like i want to go hiking with you guys and they're like you do you you used to always say you hated it. And I'm like, well, when I had trouble walking in from the parking lot at your house, you know, the, the driveway at your house. Yeah. I, the idea of hiking was something I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want to open that door because then I'd have to say to you, I'm too fat to hike. You know, I'm, I'm worried about, I'm worried about the fact that like, I, I know if I get into a sleeping bag on the ground camping with them, I'm not going to get up without help. You know, like you don't want to say that to people. So you start saying other things and you build. And I didn't realize that I had built such a strong identity in those things that people were just like, well, yeah, we don't invite you to do that stuff because you don't like it. And I'm like, oh, OK, I got to do some reeducating for myself even. Oh. Sure. And you were also you were like making excuses in your head why you weren't going to go do something. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. man. Yeah, completely. So we've we've gone through a lot of facets of, of your journey today, ma'am. But I, I want to see, like, is are there any areas that we haven't touched on that you would like people to know about or you feel is important for people to hear about? I don't think so. I think we kind of covered it all. Yeah, I, I think we do. I really I appreciate you taking this time today. Like, we're going to move into I've got a I've got a closing piece that we do now called the Fat Guy Five that we'll, we'll move into. And then after that, we'll talk about where people can find you. Sound good? Sure. Sure. Okay, so the Fat Guy Five is five questions that I ask every guest, and I just want, you know, the first answer that comes into your head, okay, man? Got it. Okay, so up first on the Fat Guy Five is, uh, 
thinking back to your heavier days, um, what would you say is your quintessential fat guy meal? Oh, about four bags of family size peanut M&Ms. Nice. Nice. I like it. Um, <laughs> and there's such a divide there between people, plain and peanut M&Ms. Like, I feel like that's a, there's a war that, that can happen there. So that's oh, awesome. definitely peanut. I, I, I sit on the third. I'm third position when it comes to M&Ms. I'm peanut, I'm uh -huh. peanut butter M&Ms. Oh, dude, yeah. It's a, it's a, either one's fine with me as, the, as long as the peanuts are in there. I will say this is, and this is a silly, stupid, gourmet story. Um, as a kid, my I was ever I wasn't a giant fan of peanut M and M's, but I used to love mm -hmm. that every so often you'd get the peanut M and M that didn't have a peanut in it, but it was the size oh, of a peanut. That. It was like it, that. Yeah. That was like the golden ticket as a kid. <laughs> like it's like a peanut. It's like. And I think that's why once like Cadbury mini eggs started coming out, because they were like peanut M&Ms with no peanuts in them as well, like bigger, you know, is there I am. That's how much of a fat kid I was my whole life. Like just more chocolate. Oh, there's more chocolate. Um, that's, that's awesome. It's wild. Um, second question for you. Living sure. or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Oh, man. I have no idea. Well, I'm putting you on the spot to pick one. It could be someone that's lost weight, someone who's gained weight, and oh, you, you oh, want to oh. you want to like well, mock them. Well, uh, my favorite is his name is uh, Mike Gorman. I don't know if you've ever met him before. Oh, God. Uh, he sounds awful. He's he's super inspirational. He says it how it is. He's not afraid of. Uh, of telling people what's going on in his life, and he's freaking awesome. So I don't. You might know him. You had to do that. I did. You did. I went you there. Did. You did. You went there completely. <laughs> I appreciate that. But oh man, your your question, your question was like, "Who's your favorite fat guy?" And I'm thinking, I'm like, dang, I don't think I know any fat guys anymore. <laughs> well, you know, jo you, you know Jonathan Shane. Oh yeah. He is. He, that's the keto road, oh, right? Oh yeah, he, my favorite fat guy. Okay. My favorite fat guy. Well, can can I take my can I take my answer? Oh back no. Then? Oh, there's no way. There's that's oh, not coming okay. back. That's getting turned into a sound <laughs> clip for Instagram. Is what that's getting turned into. That, <laughs> I, that right there. You should do it. That right there. Um, uh, okay. We love we love you, John. Of course, we love him. We love him. He. Yeah. I I'm getting nervous because he's cutting right now. And so he'll probably weigh less than me by the time like KetoCon rolls around again and all of those things. So I told him I'm not emotionally ready for that. Like I'm not ready for him to weigh less than me again. Um, but anyway, we'll move on. Well, I could we could digress on making fun of John for probably two more hours. Um, question number three. So say there's a, a a dude out there listening who's in you who's your before, who is that that guy that's found himself in a rut, sitting on a couch, three hundred pounds doesn't know what to do. What is your one quintessential piece of advice to him to make change? Take one day at a time. Don't, don't focus on a number that you want to uh, want to hit, right? Like for me, I didn't set a number that I wanted to hit. So for weight wise, I just took one day at a time and made sure I was able to do my best that day. Cause as soon as you start, piling everything else on, you know, thinking about what you got to do, you know, it, it's just, it, it clouded my head or made my mind cloudy and I couldn't think. So one day at a time. That's perfect, man. 
Question number four, what book, podcast, YouTube channel, person do you recommend to people that need motivation? Obviously, this podcast is awesome. Um, for me, going back, uh, when I first started, you know, you Google search or YouTube search keto. It was, uh, it was of course, Logan Delgado. People know him by Goody Beats. Super in motivational, inspirational. The guy's always upbeat. And then another one, uh, Robert Sykes, Keto Savage. Their, their videos are slam full of, of knowledge um, and motivation for, for keto. So I would say those two for YouTube channels. Um, of course, their IGs follow suit. So something too. And my last question for you today, my man, is tell us one goal that you have for the next year that is not health or fitness related. To take this new job and uh, kill it, crush it, do my best. Something, you know, because I'm, I'm going into more of a manager role, so totally new for me so that's 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 my my biggest goal outside of health and fitness is for my for work there you go man and i honestly i i obviously i have no no doubts that you're going to do that i can't wait to hear how it goes for you because i i just know that you you rise to every challenge that's put in front of you and i'm just excited to see what absolutely you, man awesome. awesome well thank you so much that for taking time today dude like i i just really um, I, I obviously, you know, yeah, thanks for having me on. I tell you all the time that I appreciate you, but I, I really do appreciate you, you being willing to come on here and share your story for my audience, you know, to, to understand a little bit more about you and understand what they're going to get if they go to KetoCon this year and they pay the $20 to get the autograph. Um, I remember that that is what we discussed at KetoCon next year. You were going to charge, was it $20? I think for someone I think I think that was your idea to make money, Mike. I think it was. I, uh, and you were you were gonna be my money man um well, that followed me around. A hype hype slash money man. Well someone needs to do it, you know. And you can't just yeah. you can't just have people that don't pay coming up to you. So Absolutely, absolutely. Twenty dollars for handshake and twenty five for or for a picture. But to be realistic, <laughs> um I do also wanna, you know, publicly, you know, let people know that uh they know, or hopefully they know already, that I'm going to be, you know, on stage at KetoCon. But you are also going to be on stage at KetoCon this year, is that, or next year? You know, the coming year, the next, the next. I, I am. I'll I'll be on the stories panel with you, and then I'll also be on one of the stages talking about how we can make keto slash carnivore work for a busy family. That's gonna so, that's gonna be awesome, yeah, and I can't. I obviously I, I'm honored gonna that we're going to share the stage together, but also I, I think you're that topic that you're handling, you know, solo is something that so many people there need. Like, I just think it's really, it's, it's going to be awesome. Like I'm really looking forward I to appreciate that. that. Dude, I'm, I will not get on stage for that stories panel unless I'm sitting next to you. Well, we're also, we might also might need help getting both of us onto the stage at that point. It's far, it's a little bit farther away, uh, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll take that challenge. We'll take that challenge as it comes. So this year though, you're not also going to do a cooking demo. I understand that right because you're uh, no no cook, no cook well you're doing a stories about. panel you're doing an individual presentation i was trying to think of what else there will you be working the door at all like what else how else are we going to get you involved no. what, uh, maybe you could just walk well, around and hand out buttons you know that that could be good well i've got the hand i've got the handshake thing right the stories well, panel good. another 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 presentation and then 
I, yeah, I don't. If you can find something else for me to do, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I just don't want you to get bored. I mean, to be realistic, no, like I don't, I, I don't want you to have too much downtime. Like there's, there's definitely not. There's a lot of treats around at KetoCon. I don't want you feeling like you're just sitting around surrounded by cake. Like you know, we're, there's a lot of treats. Oh yeah. But if look, if if anybody's listening and they haven't been to KetoCon and you're keto, you really, really need to 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 consider going. Oh yeah. Like this is the the time that everybody in the space gets together and you know, bonds and make, you know, new friends. And it's, it's just a really good time. So it's super motivational. So. Oh, it completely is. And like, you just, it's literally like walking through your Instagram feed. Like it's. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And everyone is, is liking and commenting. Like it's, it's power. That's it's right. a powerful experience. So I'm just excited. You know, I'm going to be able to get to see you guys there again this year. Uh, thank you again so much. Brandon, tell people how they can find you. How can they connect with you if they want to talk? um just on instagram i'm on facebook too um but mostly instagram and you've heard it a million times it's at keto.carnivore.king so you can hit me up on there send me a message whatever you want uh yeah there we go that's about it well thank you so much brendan and everyone out there it we're you know like i said we're recording this on black friday you're probably not gonna hear it on black friday though so don't worry about that but continue as we head into you know the new year's coming up to do things every day right now to amaze yourself don't wait don't put things off to a monday or wait till january 1st take care of things right now because you really are amazing people out there everybody and i will catch you next time on the fat guy forum this is your host gourmet you know where to find me instagram gourmet underscore goes underscore keto twitter gourmet goes keto um yeah, Twitter's been fun lately. I, I've been getting a lot of vegan attacks on Twitter, so that can be an interesting place to go. Um, and you can, as always, email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. Drop us a rating on iTunes if you're enjoying what you're hearing. And even if you're not, let me know. I'd love to, to get your feedback. So we'll catch you next time when I bring you the story of another awesome fat guy.